Hello and welcome to The Outer Frame, the show where we talk about the movies that don't get talked about enough. I'm your host, Jason Sellers, and on this episode, my voice hurts, and that's why I'm talking funny. We will be discussing the 2005 Ryan Johnson detective story, Brick. We will also be playing around with the review game, but first, let me introduce Riley, a.k.a. The Riest Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I didn't really think that's how I'd get introduced today, but honestly, I think that's my favorite one so far. And Donald, a.k.a. Old Man Eugene Nelson. <laughs> Why? I mean, <laughs> Eugene is an old name. Why? And it makes me... Well, Donald is also an old name. You, you are comprised of three old man names. Yeah, that's the unfortunate. That's unfortunate. <laughs> and depending on who you ask, three first names, so... Nelson is it's... not a first name. He's a character on The Simpsons. It's so true. He's the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, <laughs> see? <laughs> oh, alright. It's... Wow, I can't believe it's been a few weeks since the three of us recorded the I show. I know. It's crazy. It still feels like forever. I know. It does feel like forever. It's been too long, it's you guys. It's been so long since it was Donnie's birthday. Yeah. Well, it was... I mean, you had... Riley and I were not on the last one. It was Josh and Caitlin. And me. Uh huh. Uh huh. Other Jason. Not other, other Jason. That other Jason. Our cast is just expanding exponentially. Uh. You guys don't even know it. (laughs) That bastard. (laughs) Donnie, what's the worst thing you saw this week? I ask as you take a bite of food. Nom nom. What? Nom nom. The worst thing that I saw this week is, honestly, I'm going to use my best worst segments as I'm going to have some time to talk about uh, the worst thing. I'll, I'll say I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Event Horizon because you said <laughs> you you watched it last week and said it was the, was it the worst or best thing you saw? Worst thing I saw, yeah. Okay. Because... If you watch it as a movie, I don't think it's actually a good movie. Like, it's a fun movie to watch, but it is, um, it's fun to see Sam Neill, like, the talent in it is good. Paul W.S. Anderson is not a good director. No, he's not, and I I do want to say that if you follow me on Letterboxd, my my review of, of it was on Letterboxd, and I wrote that... Um, I had no idea what I was watching, but I felt entertained the whole time. <laughs> it's just yeah. such a poorly constructed movie. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so I was curious about because, like, it did leave me with a sense of dissatisfaction at mm-hmm. the end, even though there were good parts in it, or at least cheesy, so entertaining that you can't help but not have fun, but also maybe it's not quite... Not quite uh, the 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 spine tingler that it probably was for people who first watched it. It's just really cheesy now. He's he's the one that does. Um, does he do Resident Evil or does he do Underworld? He did most. No, Len Wiseman is does the one Underworld. who does Underworld. He okay. has he did most of the Resident Evils. Okay, because um, I always get the two of them confused. Yeah, so he did. Um, <clears throat> I, I think the most upsetting thing for me was just the the amount of detail that went into the torture porn style makeup on 
um, like Sam, Sam Neil at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's a art. Like yeah. They, they made him up to look like he had been tortured, or is just way too much makeup. Yes. He was. He oh, was okay. hell version of himself. Yeah. Oh. Because got it. like he his they brought him back because his character wasn't originally supposed to be in that final confrontation. He was just supposed to have died when he got sucked out of the the window. The space like, tube. The space but, and tube. It, and it was supposed to be uh, Lawrence Fishburne's, like, uh, like old comrade or, like, old shipmate that he left behind earlier. Mm-hmm. It was just supposed to be a fight between them two. But they were like, oh, I just got to bring Sam Neill back. And <laughs> he didn't really have to. And then they brought him back one more time at the very end, which it was dumb. <laughs> That, didn't make any sense. That 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 sentiment of you didn't really have to kind of sums up the whole movie. <laughs> you don't uh-huh. don't really no. It's okay. You don't you don't have to do that. You didn't really have to. It's okay. But yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about it because it's a it's a fun movie to watch with friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's anything more than that though. No, yeah, that's how I felt. I watched it alone by myself. <laughs> You're like sad ah. and depressed. Yeah, <laughs> I was eating a hot pocket. <laughs> Really exciting stuff going on. Love, As you love do. The retelling of the story. Soaking, I was eating my, a famous bowl. So <laughs> <laughs> soaking my uh, my toes in a bowl of Cheerios, just feeling sad. <laughs> As compared to when you soak your toes in a bowl of Fruit Loops, that's for mm-hmm. a happy occasion. It is or happy. Toast crust. Yes. Or I mean spaghettios. <laughs> no, honestly, no cin- cinnamon. Spaghettios. Cinnamon toast crunch is the uh, sexy cereal. I mean cinnamon. Yep. Gives you gives people something to lick off. <laughs> All right, I'm done talking about Event Horizon. Anywho, <laughs> Riley, <laughs> he's like, now we're moving what, on. What was the worst thing you saw this week? Um, I recently saw that Spider-Man Three was added to Netflix, so I decided, to, you know what, give it another shot because I that movie came out I think when I was like <laughs> ten or eleven years old. And... I, I just quickly want to say, as I have done numerous times, and every single time felt horribly disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, you just are like, okay, maybe it's not as bad as everyone talks about. No. Yeah. And then you're wrong every single time. You're like, oh, I know. maybe my nostalgia will kick in. The, the best thing about that that's ever come of that movie, though, is like where they take the the clip of him dancing on Emo the street. Dance. And then they remove the music, mm. so it's just him dancing and looking at people with no sound other than people <laughs> walking by going, what the fuck is going on? That's the best thing that's come out of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, especially yeah, well, even now that Venom has come out, and that's not a great movie <laughs> no. either. Yeah. But they do the the symbiote, symbiote, however you want to say it, story symbiote. better than this mm-hmm. movie does. So. Yes. Yeah. Also, they they use the same dance. I mean, it's in the first five minutes of the of Into the Spider Verse because they make fun yeah. of it there. <laughs> yeah. Just like you've probably seen a whole bunch of me. I've done a holiday album. All exactly. that stuff. That's that's a really good opening to that movie. So yeah, that Spider Man three it just it's just a it's another one of those you didn't really have to, even though there were only two movies ahead of it, so mm-hmm. everyone was waiting for the third one in the the trilogy and I don't know. As now a very big Spider-Man fan as an adult, it makes me very sad to see what they did with his character with the symbiote and it's it's even a bigger it. bummer because he didn't want to do Venom. Yeah. For the third movie. Right. He wanted to do the Vulture and the Vultress. Mhm. And Mysterio, which is what I was the most excited for. Yeah. 
the revelation that Bruce Campbell is Mysterio. Uh-huh. The whole time. That would have... Right? Like, I wouldn't have understood it as a child, but as an adult <laughs> now, that would be mind-blowing. Yeah. I didn't I, Yeah, I didn't know who Bruce Campbell was when I was watching those, so yeah. I didn't know that he was popping up in all those. Anyway. Um, yeah. No. that That is one that I've... Because there's a lot of movies that we've done on the show. Like, I mean, even just a few weeks ago when we did Terminator 3. Yeah. That was one that people remember poorly that I feel like we mounted a decent defense for, but I've tried so many times to go back and rewatch Spider-Man 3, and it just never gets any better. No. You let your nostalgia glasses get in the way, and then you hate yourself for it. Just like uh, X-Men The Last Stand. It's just bad. It's just bad. I don't care what, what anyone... I. You can bash on Spider-Man 3 all day. I will watch Spider-Man 3 before I watch either one of the Amazing Spider-Mans any day of the week. Just yeah, out of sheer entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> like... your entertainment value, you're absolutely right. Or the one where Dennis Leary's alive, and then the other one where he's ghost Dennis Leary. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, Alright, so... I want to preface what I'm about to tell you guys. So I watched... Insidious Chapter 2, Insidious Chapter 3, and I guess presumably it would now be titled Insidious Chapter 1 uh, this week. And the worst thing that I saw this week was Insidious Chapter 2. Not Insidious Chapter 3, as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, and that is because, I don't know, I... One, I mean, it's it's James Wan directing a haunted house movie, and I've grown to be such a huge fan of the Conjuring films, mm-hmm. and this the the first Insidious especially just kind of feels like a a, a B roll for or a, or a trial for for the Conjuring flicks, and Insidious two is just so bad, like it feels like. Um, it feels like another trial run for the Conjuring movies because the Conjuring does this great job of setting up this interesting, spooky, shared universe. I guess I don't know, um, but this interesting, you know, idea of oh, these people and there's all this stuff and it's all haunted and ghosts and spooky ghosts. Yeah, and it, it feels oh, <laughs> zoinks. It feels like they tried to do that with Insidious Chapter Two and just failed horribly. Yeah, they don't really capture the horror no. at all. There's also a lot of really forced comedy um, coming from the two Ghostbustery characters. <laughs> uh-huh. um, one of whom is played by Leigh who wrote the... I think he wrote both the movies and then directed the third one. And yeah. then... Also directed Upgrade, though. Yep, which... And wrote that, which is a very good flick <laughs> and uh also wrote the first saw right yeah, yeah he wrote he wrote the first three for sure i didn't yeah. know that mm-hmm. that's incredible yeah um, that's how him and james wan made their break in america he, he was um, also doing uh, saw. he was also the guy that was in the room in saw that wasn't Carrie Elwes. Elwes, yeah. 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 And it does have a fantastic job acting. No, he doesn't. But, he does a terrible, terrible I mean, job. his his acting in his one scene in Matrix Reloaded is better than his acting in all of the first Saw movie. <laughs> anyway, so, but yeah, no, it's just, it, it felt, 
If you ever want to see how not to try to kickstart a universe, this is a pretty good, decent uh, how not to step by step. So, yeah. I haven't seen Insidious Chapter Three because I didn't like oh. Chapter Two either. So, in what makes it better than Chapter Two? Then, just out of so, curiosity, I I don't know. They the because the first one at the because the first one spoilers for Insidious because the first one <laughs> ends with that cool cliffhanger and the realization that like oh Patrick Wilson is a demon, mm-hmm. um or whoever's in his body is a demon and Patrick he's the lady Patrick Wilson is a. Uh, wandering around in the in the upside down yeah yeah um so in the further yeah whatever <laughs> all right get it's it the right. deep down, down deep dark <laughs> um, it's not stranger things sure anyway so he's wandering around it's out pretty there. much stranger things <laughs> he's wandering around out there and they i don't know they like they just don't like, none of the answers are that interesting, and the way that they tell the story, like, when they... Because Insidious Chapter 2 opens with, like, Rose Bur- No, Well, no, first it shows the son being abused by the mother, and then it cuts to the present where Rose Byrne is, like, um, being questioned by cops. And I was like, whoa, Patrick Wilson started murdering people really fast. <laughs> and, um, instead... Um, I don't know, just, like, the way that they told that story, like, the, the payoff was not, well, like, interesting, the story was not very interesting, it was not very scary or spooky at all, um, and it was a really big bummer because I'm a huge fan of both Patrick Wilson and Rose Byrne as actors, Yeah. and, uh, Patrick Wilson spends most of the movie in bed, not doing anything. And Rose Byrne spends most of the movie just looking confused. Um, Why are you in bed? Get out. Yeah. I, I also think that James Wan can be a really, really good director. And it just, I don't know, it just didn't feel like anybody was, like, really trying. Um, and it's just not good. And then in the third one, um, now, the third one is actually a prequel because it's about um, Elise, which is... And, and how she meets the two dorky Ghostbuster dudes. Oh, that's right. Um, and so I guess I, I'm, I was more open to that one um, because they're not continuing the story of Patrick Wilson and Rose Byrne. It's kind of like a fresh start. I was kind of bummed out because I thought that Insidious Chapter 2 left it, things in an interesting place where it was like, oh, this is going to be a ghost movie or a ghost story told from the perspective of a ghost because that's how they end Insidious Chapter 2 is with Elise being like going with those two dorky guys to the next person who's being haunted and then looking behind that the girl in the wheelchair and being like oh my goodness and then it just ends and then Insidious Chapter 3 is like nope we're not doing that anymore nope and uh so then i just assumed that the last key or whatever that that was what that was about but nope that's a sequel to insidious chapter three that takes place before insidious chapter one so the timeline's all fucked up and uh you should really just watch the first one call it call it a day (laughs) yep awesome Uh, and and honestly even then you should just go watch the conjuring movies (laughs) it's the same thing but better agreed and it's a shared universe and the timeline's not all messed up yes and uh, Ron Livingston's in those. <laughs> um, 
Oh, and you get to see uh, Patrick Wilson play Elvis, which is uh, great. So, <laughs> wow, that was uh, way too long. So, moving right way too, along. Way too much time spent talking about the Insidious movies. Donnie's, what's, what's the best thing that you saw this week? Well, Jason, I have things to say about Sleepaway Camp <laughs> since I listened to the episode. <laughs> All right, let's hear them. Um, I... I think everybody uh, was pretty much... No one said any lies about the film I, last week. I just, just want to re- reiterate, I had never seen that movie before, and I thought I was going to hate it, and I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And, because uh, you were outnumbered, I thought it was going to be you and Josh, and Caitlin was going to be the dissenter. Yeah, me too. But then Josh, at the end... Uh, it's he did not recommend that people watch the film, um, and there is. To, I, to be I clear, though, I'm, Josh said that you should. The only slasher that's worth watching is Halloween. Okay. <laughs> he was the one that picked the fucking movie. <laughs> I'm. Big. I am not. I am not opposed to because I think that is a discussion to have about. The people who watch the films and the thing that you are watching mm-hmm. and how that affects you, even if it doesn't outright lead you to do things, then it is still having an impact on you. There's little bits of the the entertainment that we consume that chips away at us and turns us into who we are. Mm-hmm. And being desensitized to violence and stuff like that, it's a very valid conversation to have, and I don't think he's wrong about saying it. Um, and I'm not saying that like that movie is not cannot be uh intensely trans and homophobic mm-hmm. but i do think that there's something there about identity that uh like i think the thing that was brought up last week was that it wasn't the the filmmakers might not have intended things to go the way or they it was implied that the filmmakers might not have intended some of the stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like through uh, themes or, or trying to say something bigger than just someone is killing a bunch of people at a sleepaway camp. I think it's, uh, I honestly think that there's something to be said about that movie concerning identity and about how, when we're actually faced with uh, uh, what we expect or what we feel is our identity and then that is thrown back in our face that there are consequences for that. Or, you know, like, someone who, like Angela, who was in, like, uh, sheltered for pretty much all of her childhood after her crazy aunt had uh, mm-hmm. uh, raised her to be a girl, and then all of a sudden she's going to a sleepaway camp, and uh, she is, like, essentially, like in shock for most of that movie i feel like she just seems like she's just like she's just like uh shy or like um or just not talking a lot or not being social but i think there is something to be said there about there uh i i think i took some some i watched it the first time and it's just like oh this is just like how the kids are talking is like not the way that I was expecting them to be written, and then the acting is the way it is, and the the kids talk with like a weird kind of 
grown-up attitude or grown-up speech. Like, they're almost written like grown-ups at some point. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's kind of giving... That's not doing a disservice to kids because I feel like a lot of kids are really mature and and talk like adults. And I know a lot of adults that talk like children. So (laughs) I think that film does... Yeah. Wow, name drop. Uh, But also... (laughs) It's uh, I think I think the way that that film is written, and uh, I mean it's fun to see the kills. I mean like putting a beehive while someone's like in a in a taking in a, a stall shit. taking oh a God. shit, yeah, and dies from that. I'm like that's pretty cool. <laughs> I like that because I'm not sadistic. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I do agree with you, Jason, about the whole uh, the the hair iron or the curling mm-hmm. iron because I don't. I don't know how else that would kill her because I feel like, like, I don't know if that specific thing that Angela did would have killed that girl, but like, I feel like the shock of the pain from it Mm -hmm. would probably be enough to like send her into cardiac arrest or something like that. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like, see, I'm getting into the nitty gritty of it, but like, I'm just trying to say that there, I think I know I should have been on the episode, but you know, it's I I I'm just kind of like throwing out a few things that I had in my mind. Like I feel like it was a good episode, and everybody had something to contribute. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed it. So glad to know. But you I will not back show, down, even when you're not on the show. <laughs> don't mm-hmm. you? That's what I like it the most. <laughs> oh, oh, don't say that. Mm, I can only speak truths. <laughs> <laughs> I only speak the truth. Riley, what was the best thing you saw this week? Um, I'm actually going to throw back the nostalgia factor. I know I, I, a lot of my picks tend to be like this and that of the other thing, but actually the best thing that I saw this week was Invader Zim into the Florpus, mainly because it was <laughs> so awesome, in my opinion. It just it captured what the series left off on however many years ago that it got mm-hmm. pulled off the air. Too long. Too long. Well, I mean, in spoilers for this movie, really quick, and it happens in, like, the first ten minutes, Donnie can attest to this, where Dib is in his room, and he's literally been fused to his chair, because he's been sitting watching mm-hmm. cameras of Zim's house for, like, forever, mm-hmm. and his sister's like, Dib, you need to go outside, Zim's not coming back, he hasn't been here, he's mm-hmm. not, oh, wait, no, there he is, and then he literally just shows up on screen, and that starts the movie of like Zim being back and then literally two minutes later Dib's like where have you been all this time (laughs) and Zim's like hiding and that's all there is as to why the show has been gone for so long but it's so funny because it still gets just the stupid nostalgia humor right the animation is on par even though they still do the same animation that they did all that time ago it's Mm -hmm. new Uh while still being the same and the voice acting, it sounds like it did just just the same as if it picked up, like, the series mm-hmm. hasn't been canceled for over a decade. So, I don't know. Yep. It's stupid. It's not a good movie by any means. It, what? It, but, I mean... I, I want to watch I it. I will say that there is not, like, a, um, like a narrative... There yeah. is an arc to the film. Yes. The narrative is not very strong. No. If you're talking about... Because uh, it's only an hour and 11 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's not very long. So... In theory, about three episodes. Um, and I would say it was, I think it's probably more fan service than anything. But it's It's so, less of a movie that's trying to do it's something. It's so good as fan service, though. Because I was just going to say that it's, 
I mean, the whole t- I laughed the whole movie. Like, I literally was in my room trying to stifle <laughs> my laughter so I didn't wake anybody in my household up. But it, uh-huh. you wouldn't think a movie just packed to the brim with that much humor all of the time would still be something you want to watch, but you do. It's If you haven't seen it, watch it, because it is... It makes me want to find a DVD set of Invader Zim just so I can rewatch the series again. Is the series not on Netflix? Um, I don't think so. I think it's just the movie. Uh-huh. So, but you can watch the movie without like no like seeing the show. Like I haven't watched the show in years, but you can pick up on this movie. And literally, the only reference to the past is when Dibs like, "Where have you been?" And Zim's <laughs> like, "Hiding." And they show where he's been hiding for <laughs> so long. As as much as you say that, I feel like this is very specifically for the fans. Oh yeah, so. yeah. It's very cool. if you like Invader Zim. Or was, you did. I was a huge fan of Invader Zim. Yeah, watch it. It's good it's stuff. A gr- it, that's the best thing I saw this week was that movie. Mainly because of how much it made me laugh. <laughs> so. Alright. Yep. Uh, so I watched something that I did not think I was going to like and I wound up really liking and that is Doctor Sleep. Uh, which I have read the book for. Did not care for that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> Did not care for the book. Uh, also, did not was not a huge fan of the book that the movie The Shining is based off of. So I should also say that um, maybe I'm just not a big fan of of, of that story Stephen King tells. Um, but so I watched Doctor Sleep, and it is two and a half hours long, and there is a lot of stuff that they can cut out of it. <laughs> um, and and at the same time, they also left out my favorite scene in the, or favorite part of the book. So there's also some stuff they should put back into it. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to take some out, replace yeah. it. But take take some stuff Amazing. out, put some different stuff in. Um, no, I mean spoilers for the book. There's this really good. Uh, there's this part that I really like near the end where um, Danny and Jack like have a reunion and. Um, Jack kind of like apologizes and Danny gets some closure um from everything that happened and that's not in the not in the movie which was a bummer. I could see I could see why that's not in the movie. See because I that'd be a really weird thing to try to like not have Jack Nicholson but but but, <laughs> but at the same time so Jack Nicholson is not in uh Doctor Sleep just to throw that out there right away however a guy that looks a lot like jack nicholson did when he was younger is in dr sleep as the uh as the as the bartender at, okay. at the uh, at the hotel so take that um, for what you wow. will i guess so so at the same time while i get that uh you know uh, uh jack nicholson is not in the movie playing Jack Torrance, um, somebody is in the movie playing a version of Lloyd, or I think he says his name is Lloyd, but like a, a version of Jack Torrance. So they still could have done it, like, and uh, honestly, like, I, I, I know that the uh, Mike Flanagan was in kind of like a rough spot because Stanley Kubrick and Stephen King were both um, not pleased with, like, 
Stanley Kubrick didn't like the book, so I don't get why he decided to turn it into a movie. (laughs) Stephen King didn't like the movie that Stanley Kubrick made. Um, And Match made yeah, heaven. They had a very, very vocal feud. Um, I don't like this book. I'm going to make it better as a movie. Yeah, so Mike Flanagan was, who I really like and I think is a very uh, skilled filmmaker. Um, I am a huge fan of Hush, which I believe is still on Netflix and is very much worth your time. Um, he also did Ouija Origins, and um, I am not a fan of, of, I think it was Ouija Origin. Um, I'm not a fan of the Ouija movie, but Ouija Origin was really fucking good. Um, shit, now I can't remember. It was either that or it was the second Annabelle movie. Um. Creation? Yeah. Now I want to look, because it's going to drive me insane. He did one of... Are you talking about... Okay, you're talking about whatever Mike Flanagan did. Yeah, he did one of those, and, um, somehow was able to reconcile the like shitty at here we go uh so mike shitty ass yeah he did ouija origin of evil um okay he also did gerald's game which is also on netflix which is pretty fucking amazing Mm. um so just to get that out of here um anyway so he did ouija origin of evil which is um a really really good movie and even though the plot doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense because he's got to adhere to the story, he's got to tell the story he wants to tell, but then at the same time adhere to the bananas stupid, you know, uh, doctrine that's thrown down in the first Ouija movie. Um, so I was actually, so that, that made me a little more interested because I, I, I think that he's a very uh, a competent filmmaker. And, um, so he had to make, so first he had to adapt Dr. Sleep, which itself is a novel, and then he had to make it so that it was a sequel to the Stanley Kubrick movie, The Shining, and then he also had to make it as a, but not too much of a sequel to the movie, because he also wanted it to be a sequel to the book. So, all of those things considered, (laughs) um, it's actually pretty good. Um, there's a lot of stuff in it that I really like, um... The, the 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 sexy vampire trope is played up a little too hard in this movie, especially because they all look really gross, but continue to like move in slow motion, and do like the thing where they they constantly put their hands over their faces and are like slow motion dancing and going. Ah. Um, <laughs> but no, there's there was a lot of stuff in it that I I really really liked. I, and like I said, I am really bummed they left that one scene out of the movie. Um, but other than that, it, it was pretty good. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of bummed that it's uh, bombing so hard at the box office, but whatever. <laughs> it's also not that great. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was uh, that was what I went to see. Um, <laughs> all right. I guarantee you that movie would have done a lot better if it was, say, hour 45, maybe? Yeah, as compared Probably. to, what is it, two and a half? Not two and a yeah, half, two hours. And a half hours. Oh long. my god. It's a lot. There's... It's a, people, anything that's not Marvel that's two and a half hours, people will not go in droves <laughs> to see yeah. that movie. I guarantee I mean, you. I think they were hoping that uh, they could ride the success of, because It Chapter 2 was pretty long, too. And mm-hmm. that did pretty good. 
That was actually three hours long, wasn't it? I don't know. It was too long. It, it was comparable. It was, it was the Lord of the Rings was, of horror was, movies, right? It was also too long and not long enough. <laughs> speaking, At the same speaking, time. speaking strictly as a fan of the uh, of the book, it, it was it's too long and not long enough. Um. Anyway, let's talk about Brick. Yay! Let's talk about Brick. So, baby, I know <laughs> she's a brick. I'm sorry. House. What is wrong with House? you? I, I'm sorry. I don't know. I have Taco Bell inside me. Nothing is wrong. With me. <laughs> I mean, nothing is good with me. The Taco Bell was speaking for All right, a moment there. So this there. is exciting because Donnie, this is a movie that you and I grew up watching. Um, I mean, as much as yes. you can grow up watching something that came out in 2005 when uh, we were what, like 16 or 17. Uh, High school. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> And Riley, you had never seen this movie before. Correct. Um, I mean, have you, have, did you see Looper? Oh yeah. Okay. I, yeah, long time ago. And I'm assuming you saw The Last Jedi, so you've yes. seen all of the Ryan Johnson movies now. Mm, yes. <laughs> all three of them. No. What else? What am I missing? Are you? Isn't it Brothers Bloom? Oh yeah, he did do that, which is not great. <laughs> oh, so it's okay that that's a movie no, I haven't seen. Uh, all right, cool. Yeah, that's probably the worst one, I would say. Probably. I don't remember anything about it except that... uh, You didn't like it. (laughs) I don't remember his name. I don't remember his real name. I just remember I called him David all the time because I thought he was so fucking stupid that he deserved a stupid nickname. Adrian No, the kid that was in high school with us. That I called, oh. that I called date that 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 Aaron and I and a bunch of other people all called David because he, we thought he was so fucking stupid that he deserved a stupid nickname. He was in your class and he worked at. I know who I think. I'm yeah, pretty don't sure say his real name though because I don't want to remember it because fuck him. Because his name's David. I hold a grudge. <laughs> Even though he worked at a video store and gave me free rentals all the time. Fuck you, David. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, David. Um. He, he he kept championing the uh, the brothers Bloom to me, and then I finally watched it, and I was like, "This is not good." <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, but the guy that did Brick did this," and I was like, "That doesn't make it any better. It doesn't make it a That's good movie. Doesn't, yes. That makes it worse." Oh, and also we're kind of talking about this because Knives Out is coming, or Knives Out is almost yes. out, and we are all pretty excited about Knives Out. So, I'm not. Jason All right, Donnie's not excited. excited. <laughs> Donnie's not excited for Knives Out. <laughs> yes, Riley's correct. Jason, Jason, and I are excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to quote, yeah, to, to quote, <laughs> to quote the riest bread, the riest of bread. All right, uh, so I just, you know what? Speaking of that, let's talk about the one thing about this movie that I don't like, um, and this is this is something that I, I will happily cop to not liking in a lot of movies, which is I hate when uh, movies have their own lingo oh that they gosh. that they think is so cool. Um, mm. now I I am tempted to give most of the 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 lingo in Brick a pass. Because some of that stuff is just what people call things. I mean, like, uh, bricks of drugs are just called bricks. Right. Um, but it, it felt kind of like the uh, uh, Guy Ritchie thing where everybody's got, you know, a nickname. 
Oh, and that's how you know them as compared to their real name. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I was kind of bummed. He's the pin. He's Mr. Pin. He's because Tug. He's the pin because he's the kingpin. Yep. He's the drug kingpin. Yeah. He's Tugger because reasons. He's he's Tug because he's a tugboat. He's, he's Tug because his real name's Tugger. <laughs> oh, yeah, because yeah, I, no. I, I, all, no. all I could think of, um, I don't know why, I haven't watched uh, uh, Tropic Thunder in a long time, but for some reason, all I could think of whenever they would say Tug or Tugger was Matthew McConaughey going Tugger not, <laughs> just what he calls Ben Stiller in. In Tropic Thunder. I don't blame you. Because I had, I watched this movie with subtitles on, and if I wouldn't have watched it, I would have thought that this guy was just saying Tucker wrong. <laughs> like, I would have been like, why are they call it like, t- hmm? like it's Tucker. Tucker. Like, and then I was like, oh no, his oh, name no. is Tugger and Tug. <laughs> Tugger. Okay. Tugger and Tug. Alright. And Dode. And Dode. Oh my god, Dode. And, but then you have the two yeah. females who have regular names. <laughs> Laura and Emily. Uh-huh. And Kara. And Kara. Sorry, three females, that's right. And then the main protagonist, but he doesn't get it. <laughs> and, and the pin's mom. And the pin, oh my god. One of my favorite parts about the whole movie is her. Offering them juice. And then at the end, when all of the mobsters from both sides are sitting in the house, <laughs> just staring at each other, and she's just pouring glasses of milk, like, oh. It's nice that my son's friends are all here. This is great. I'm just like, oh my God. This, I I loved it. This like the suspension of disbelief shattered and then immediately put itself back mm-hmm. together because I realized you know it fits totally within the confines of the movie. But it was, I loved that part. I laughed out loud. <laughs> how like how much I loved it. I'm like you're my favorite character in this whole movie, mom. Yeah, mom. She's, mom. she's pretty great. So anyway, that was th- that. That was one of the things that I just wanted to mention that I wasn't a fan of. Well, I like I agree with you. It's it's hard. It was hard to follow, and I get that it's supposed to be a noir mystery set mm-hmm. in high school. But at the same time, it would have been more. I think, ple- like if you're gonna use lingo, use lingo that high schoolers use. Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna have, if you're gonna uh. have, like set in this world of like being like if that's where it takes place, like use the lingo that like a 17 year old obviously not today because it's 2019 but like in 2005 like it would have it would have been better to me if it was like oh that's what high schoolers were saying and you don't have to fill the movie with that because that would be horrible to watch it would not be a good movie if that was the case really quick i also just want to throw out there that i rewatched. so i I watched brick today and then i also rewatched uh book smart today because that's on hulu now and um just as a as a comparison um one of my favorite jokes in book smart is there's a part where uh amy and molly the the two girls from book smart are watching lesbian porn while they're uh riding around in an uber and um they their their audio their phone audio gets turned on to the car and so the driver, all of a sudden, the whole car is just filled with, like, moaning and this, I don't know, wet vagina noises. Asterisks. <laughs> and, and then the driver turns around and goes, is that Cardi B? <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> That's good. And now I, I just, and, and the driver's played by Jason Sudeikis, and I, I really wish that... uh 
<laughs> Jason Aww. Sudeikis was in this movie. <laughs> just Aww. randomly walking around going. <laughs> you guys talking about Cardi B? <laughs> Is this Cardi B? <laughs> so anyway, that's just Aww. what that made me. What you were saying. That, that, that's what that made me think of. <laughs> I, I take it back. <laughs> I love the dialogue in this movie. It's yeah, so no, easy to I, listen to. I mean, it, it is. And it, it, it. I think the only reason that I feel annoyed by it is because it is set in a high school. Yeah. Um, because Stephen King does this shit all the time. Where he invents a fictional lingo and then has his characters use it. Um, and most of the time it doesn't bother me that much. But some, every now and then when he does it wrong, it pisses me off to no end. This one was hard to get past. Like, the first half an hour, I was really struggling to be like, what are you even saying? And once you get it, you get it. But if you don't get it, then the movie's way less enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So so you and I have been complaining about this, and Donnie keeps shaking his head, so... He's like, both of you are wrong, <laughs> objectively! <laughs> no, I, I don't disagree with your guys' assessment. Um, I do... I mean, there are reasons to have a lingo, because it's something that... You, makes you same thing with it's funny that I'm comparing this to this other movie, but The Witch, where mm-hmm. it's uh it's not necessarily a different time period, uh, because The Witch is like 1700s or something, um, but you know Pilgrim times, <laughs> New World times, uh, because you really have to like twist your ear and get it yeah. used to how the characters That's are speaking. Show. Quick shout um, out, same thing for the lighthouse. <laughs> I would yeah. I, I'm going to try to... Dang it, I haven't watched it yet because it hasn't come to me, but we'll see. It's worth the um, drive. Okay, I will. <laughs> uh, so, what what I would say is that um, I feel like the if, if it's done competently, I feel like a film doesn't have to, like, cater to me. It doesn't have to explain itself. It doesn't have to make me feel like I am familiar with True. this world as long as it's done well enough. And even the first time I watched it, I watched it uh, like I had no idea what was happening story-wise until like maybe a half hour or 45 minutes in until like something mm-hmm. clicks. Um, because A, the way they're speaking and B, like they're super vague about what's actually happening. Like, oh, who are these characters? They couldn't just come up and be like, this guy is the kingpin, and this guy, he's the person who roughs people up, and he's like the right-hand man of the kingpin, and then there's these drug addicts, like, they have to have, like, certain mm-hmm. names for them, they have to have, like, oh, like, these characters already have history, and it's an inside joke between, like, a lot of them, that, like, oh, this person is this person, but, like, they don't ever explain that, like, oh, like Brad is just this weird cartoonish drug addict football player who always screams at people about how good he would be if they'd actually put him into mm-hmm. the football game in his scenes that he has and then he specifically serves his purpose up until a certain point in the film um but like you're like why wait why why does the main character why are we starting on look him looking at a dead body and then, like, that's a good catcher, like, a good hook for the beginning of the film. Like, okay, what's happening here? But then, like, he's going to this, like, exclusive party that the girl he used to see got invited to. And then there, he's not really doing much of anything other than, like, he wasn't even trying to get, like, he's trying to figure stuff out. But 
it's just like so many so many times when I'm like, why are we here? What is mm-hmm. he doing? I have no idea what they're talking about. But I feel like everyone's so dedicated to the idea and what Ryan Johnson wanted to do that like when it finally does click about halfway through or so, then it's it's so much more it's everything's a little bit more impactful because you feel like your hard work mm-hmm. is paid off of like like being uh like toughing it out as it were quote unquote until you finally get to the point where you have an idea like what the whole picture is or at least part of it when like at the very beginning you pretty much just have like the picture all the way up to your face and you could you can't discern anything other than like a color there or a shape there and then everything kind of comes together later and i honestly think that's what makes this movie so great is because all the actors are like 100% like they're doing a good job they're they're filling the role that they're there like everyone's just a little weird and off kilter it doesn't feel like i when i first saw this i thought it was like okay they're just doing like a a story that could be set in like it's like a mm-hmm. new york noir like big big city like old fashioned crime thriller but like oh and he did he, okay so he puts it in a high school because you know like you you want to be edgy or you want to put it in a place where it doesn't belong but honestly after watching it this last time I feel like it fits pretty well. I just think it's like really there's a little thing little things here and there where it kind of like breaks out of the the construction of the high school theme and like the age of the kids where like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is like has a deal I with know. the VPs. Oh my gosh. And if he and if and if and if he does stuff for him then he's got they they'll take the heat off his back and be like this is not no. how this works. Like I don't care how corrupt like a school would be, but like I I don't know if like uh, a vice principal would ever like do something like that. <laughs> so that's where it's like it's very thinly veiled. Like this was something like a crime novel with like police and commissioners mm-hmm. and criminals and like a, an ex cop, which Gordon Joseph Gordon Levitt almost seems like. Where like at that point you're just like I see what you're doing. And this part is not very good, even though I still like the performances and I get where how they kind of need to bridge, you know, the story along with that scene. But um, overall, I think like it all kind of it gels enough to make me like really satisfied mm-hmm. by the end. Like I feel like this is a very well structured so, film. Speaking of the end, um, did she do it? Yeah. What, Laura? I mean... You mean, did she... Did she point Tugger? Yeah, towards... Tug? Uh, to kill, to kill Emily? Emily? Is there... Is there Because uh, I, I feel like they're trying to set up the unreliable narrator, narrator. thing, but I don't really think it works. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess that's my question to you guys. <laughs> what do you think? Ugh. <sighs> Uh, I mean, I think that Cause they're, they're... like because they do show they do they do do the thing where they yep. show because he's like he's like I really hope it's not the case I really hope that you they don't open up your locker I hope they don't find that brick but then in they your show locker. them you know he does that 
yeah. they show which, it, which is one of those things where I think they probably mm-hmm. shouldn't have cut. They probably should have just like gone throughout that entire scene without Agreed. cutting to that, and then just had when she finally said, like, "Oh, that's not why I did it," you know, or like, "That's not who like that's not whose child it was," and like mm-hmm. she tries to drop that on him. It was. Uh, I'm f- fine with it. Uh, to answer your question, if I think that she, like, did it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> because it almost seems like she's enamored enough with the main character, which I think is not something, like, she always keeps that super close to the vest, and I think that she, she's supposed to be the, the mm-hmm. femme fatale of this noir story, and uh, I think they 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 kind of played it as, like, always riding the line throughout mm-hmm. the entire thing. Um, and they never, like, made her made her too likable or too unlikable. So, but I think at the end of the day, I, th- I, I honestly believe the fact that she did. Yeah, I always forget about that after bit where... Because she pretty much... You're, you're right, because she does have that line where she says something along the lines of that's... This is why I really did it. Um, and I always forget about that part. <laughs> I watched it, like, what, a month ago? And I still forgot about that when I watched it today. Right. She she incriminates yeah, she herself. Does. So, no, you're 100% right. She did do it. I always forget about that part. Um, if I were to give an MVP award to this movie, for me, um, it wouldn't go to any of the actors, even though I do think they all did spectacular jobs. Um, I really liked the score that this movie had, and I really, really liked... um, Normally, I... Normally, I'm not one that's, like, really into seeing uh, footage of people just walk around. But I really liked a lot of the shots of Joseph Gordon-Levitt walking (laughs) places. And I loved the way that the the score, which felt like a lot of keys jingling. (laughs) If you want a little fun fact about what Ryan Johnson also calls this movie, its alternative title is Feet and Birds. Mainly because because it's a running Hating joke birds. of how much, because I looked up some mm-hmm. trivia of how much he shoots shots of people's feet, but mm-hmm. it's on obviously it's on purpose. Everything mm-hmm. on this movie is on purpose to show just kind of like showcase their personality even more through the shoes they wear, and what their like their footwear that they have on. So, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> the alternative title is Feet and Birds. <laughs> so, fun fact for you, if you have. So many birds oh on that football field. I yes. was amazed by that like, shot. There are so many shots that are just incredible. Truth. I think if I was going to do the same thing, give an MVP award not to a specific actor mm-hmm. or set of actors, it would probably be the use of color in a, the most subtle ways to demonstrate different things throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And the one that sticks out in my mind is actually at the end. So spoilers for this movie if you haven't seen it. Um... Who cares? It came out 14 years ago. Well, so you have, yeah, you have the ending mm-hmm. where they're all at the Kingpin's house and he still lives with his mom, which is, mm-hmm. the, you know, super funny. Yeah. But you have 
Tug's men who are all wearing white, and I thought it was a joke that his family just all wears wife beaters, but then it's a super nice contrast to the Kingpin's men who are all wearing black. Mm -hmm. And they're even sitting in the room. You get downstairs and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character walks all the way down, and he sees the two of them sitting across from each other, literally white and black, mm -hmm. and then he walks in the middle wearing his gray jacket and turns around and stands there. Mm -hmm. But then mm -hmm. you get to the part where they're fighting and... Uh, Brendan, I think is his name, yep. right, is trying to keep Tug uh -huh. from using the gun on the kingpin. Sorry, there's a cat right here. Um, uh, he's trying to keep Tug from using the gun on the kingpin, and in the scuffle of trying to keep himself um, away from the gun, but also keeping the kingpin safe, his jacket falls off, and he's wearing a white shirt, and he also pulls the gun, but doesn't stop Tug from beating up the kingpin and murdering him. And I'm like, that was such a nice, in my mind, just turn of events in a simple way of showing that event. Essentially, he chose a side, even if he didn't mean to. And he chose Tug's side. And then when he yeah. throws... He he kicks, he kicks right, the gun back into the room. Right, but in my mind, it's almost like the decision was already made. Like, Tug already won that fight. The Kingpin was going to die, <laughs> no matter I mean, what. He, he, he throws the gun yeah. back in, but, like, how much good is that going to do? Exactly. When... Tug's already on top of him, pretty the much. The guy's a cripple and getting the shit beat out of yeah, him. Yeah. Well, no, I took that as something different. I took it as the first thing that Tug was going to do yeah. was fucking shoot him. And then he took, and then he, he... Brendan wrestled the gun away from Tug, and then he ran out, and then he couldn't bear to hear. I think Brendan couldn't hear, didn't want to oh, hear the probably. pin anymore. So he, after so many time, so much time of Tug just like beating his mm -hmm. face into a pulp, he 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 drops the gun and he kicks it back in yeah, there to end it finally. I, yeah, whether that was actually the case because. Like there were more than a few gunshots in that, yeah, in that house, yeah, that happened. It was just an interesting scene and a very subtle use of color for me, because it's not like Sin City where everything's mm -hmm. in black and white except for these very few moments. Like it's, it's just background mm -hmm. for the most part. So I, man, you turn this movie black and white though, it sorry. might as well be a Sin City like <laughs> high school sorry. Sin City. I, I don't know, Donnie. I think there's way too much nudity in Sin City for there to be a high school version of exactly Sin City. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, I didn't realize how much I love the editing and how much it's just like was it? Oh yeah, they overcrank the camera like super hard in some scenes, which I think is so funny because it's such a like mid two thousand, oh, yeah. early two thousand thing to do in indie film. Which made me think a lot of how this would be a really good double feature with Better <laughs> Luck Tomorrow. Yes. And I would really, I think that would be, like, really good. Like, two people who, like, have directed these, like, multi-million dollar pictures that, and they all, and they both started in these, like, really small, like, high school crime dramas. And I <laughs> and think it's, like, now they're heading it's just really funny, the comparisons. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. Um, I mean, Justin Lin is still... Uh, he's he's a little bit more top tier than uh, Ryan Johnson Agreed. in my book. I know, sacrilege. No, I, I don't think you're going to get um, a descent. But... It is. The two of us. So, okay, because I was about to Fuck say... Yeah, I think there's still some people who are like... 
That's right, fans. Take to your goddamn Twitter accounts and get at us, because I'm not running the Twitter. Donnie is. But J- but <laughs> Jason, Jason does asshole. have his own Twitter where he does ask you to argue with him, so yeah. feel free. Yes. Jason Ranks Stuff on Twitter.com. <laughs> That's right. Go to go to Jason Ranks Stuff on Twitter.com. At Twitter. Or at Twitter.com. Whatever com. it is, at Jason uh-huh. Rank stuff. I'm going to do that now. Nope. I'm going to make a bunch of troll accounts and be like, <laughs> The Last Jedi best movie ever. How dare you? You need to have one of them. You need to have one of them called. Uh, David. What is it? <laughs> yeah, Pacino <laughs> De Niro. <laughs> That's a joke for all the fans out there. Tommy that we nice didn't even explain ever. Pacino De Niro. Super. <laughs> I don't even remember how it came up. You might as well just call it like Bob 04189624 because that's the next Bob account that's ready. Oh, don't worry. One of them is going to just be Pauly Shore fan 720. You know. Pauly so Shore fan, aka Donnie. Huh? What? Me? I mean, the last tweet on our page on Twitter it was it is was related to Pauly Shore. It's just gonna be a Jason. It's just gonna be a Pauly Shore shit post account. You can't stop me. I haven't given you the password. Report you can't him. stop me. Report him. Go on Twitter and report him. <laughs> Brick. That, so anyway, I think Agreed. Brick is a fine movie. Yes, it is. I I actually I I thought it would wear on me after the second because I I don't think I've seen it since like mm-hmm. way back when and after, and I didn't think any of it would hold up or like it it wouldn't have the impact that I thought it or like remembered it had but it is. this movie's fucking I think awesome. It, I I think it gets better I each time because uh, you're able to follow along with what's happening easier and easier each time you watch it. You pick up on those little details every... Mm-hmm. I, I definitely liked seeing this for the first time, feeling like you were you were slogging along through the mystery with the main protagonist, and, mm-hmm. like, you were never given outside clues that he wasn't given. Like, everything yeah. you learned was something he learned. So you, you're fighting almost through the dark tunnel with him the whole mm-hmm. time, which that, I really appreciated. That's, uh, that's, that's also one of my favorite things about Inherent Vice. <laughs> Just a quick side note. Um, I also just want to say not a fan of the movie Inherent Vice, but the book is great. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you if you want if you want this story from a pot addled detective who doesn't understand anything that's happening, <laughs> read Inherent Vice or watch the movie. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, no this this was really great, um, and I I felt like I've I've gotten more out of it each time I watch it, um, because there is, I mean, as, as, as great as it is, and as, as, as much as we're, we're talking about how awesome it is, there, there are certain things that don't work quite as well as the, the rest of the movie, and growing used to what those things are, and being able to kind of ignore them, um, makes the story easier to follow, and you're able to get more out of it. Agreed. All right. I found some reviews that I'm very excited to read <laughs> oh, you no. guys. And I'm going to be honest, no! these are easy to figure out. I think. 
All right. You say so. They probably just say the well, title in the review, don't they? One, <laughs> what is it, guys? This one uh, doesn't have the title, but it's got the main character. All right, so this was... <laughs> Frozen this was 2. By, I, I, so I, I did look up a review for Frozen 2 that made me laugh, and it said... <laughs> it gave it two and a half stars, and it said it's the same damn movie. She goes off, she finds herself, she comes back. <laughs> Which I thought was really fucking funny. <laughs> um, all right. That's the most valuable <laughs> review I've ever Too read. Too long, didn't read. This is what happened. So, uh, this is by Anonymous, and it's a 5 out of 5. And uh, it just made me laugh really hard. So, uh, it, it was very hard not to think about Tom Hanks playing Fred Rogers after being the iconic Forrest Gump, but he pulled it off perfectly. It was a good store, I'm assuming they mean story, and right on target. <laughs> I also no. think it's funny that uh, this person, like, out of all the roles Tom Hanks has had, they can't get over playing Forrest Gump. The fact... are like, you know, for someone who's been saddled with the best role that he's ever <laughs> gr- been given and acted in, Forrest Gump, it's really... He actually did pretty good with this movie. <laughs> just ignoring, ignoring all the other film roles that he's ever had. No, they all sucked. <laughs> Man. But Forrest Gump was the one time he did something okay. <laughs> yeah, sure, Sully landed a plane, what? but I didn't see him man a shrimp boat. <laughs> <laughs> or run. Yeah. <laughs> or like, it's weird that the voice actor for Woody from Toy Story actually has a live action role. It's so weird it's crazy. to see him do something in baseball in a league of their own. Wow. So anyway, we all know what wow. movie this is, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I need you to explain it to me, please. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah. On to the next one. Wow. Um, so there's three reviews for this one. The first one, I just love this name. It's uh, Beef Peanuts. Do, does that mean they're, like, like inside's beef or the outside's beef? Uh, yes. <laughs> so they gave it two and a half out of five stars and wrote, uh, this uh. is one of my favorite uh, uh, mistypings ever. It's food movie, food yep. well acted, and a good enough story. But it felt long. Like it could have been 40 minutes shorter. And I do not mind long movies at all. It just felt longer than it needed to be. Uh, Kevin gave it 5 out of 5 stars and said, Loved the sound or the cars and loved seeing so many beautiful machines. And then Steve J. This one, this one's pretty funny oh. too. Uh, why can't we have more of this kind of filmmaking? Great to see a film that isn't a superhero fantasy made by Hollywood for the Chinese market. Great fun. Jesus. Do you guys know what it is? Uh, Riley. I don't remember when it comes out. Is it Ford versus Ferrari? Uh, Ford v. Ferrari? V. Ford v. It Ferrari. It is out. And it is out. But yeah, I, I there were a lot of people that reviewed this that were uh, ripping on superhero movies that I thought was really funny. But this guy's was just so specific. The wait, is that what it was? No, it's not a superhero movie at all. No, I no. <laughs> yeah, it was for me. Okay, that's what I wanted. <laughs> Sorry, I misunderstood. I was like, in the in the line of such versus movies as Batman v Superman, we have Ford vs Ferrari. Actually, if 
We have, uh, I mean, the person who played mm-hmm. Batman once is is yeah. in it. And Matt Damon is in the Thor movies. True. So, the Thor movie. Yep. He was the actor who portrayed <laughs> the actor who portrayed the actor yeah. who portrayed Loki. Alright, uh, right, so this is the third one. Uh, Nancy gave this four out of five stars and said, The movie was very realistic. My husband enjoyed it very much. Jim... <laughs> Jim C. gave this movie 5 out of 5 stars and said, beautiful movie. All the drama, action, heroism, sadness, and hope. Star Wars wishes it could be this poignant. Poignant. And, and every bit of it is true. Uh, what a great production. R- Randall uh, S. gave this 5 out of 5 and said, watched with my two sons, history buffs, and they confirmed the story was very correct. If this is Jojo Rabbit, I'm going to be so mad. It's not Jojo Rabbit. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I know what this is. Donnie, guess. Midway. 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 Hey, you know what? Just because a movie is based on a true story doesn't mean it's good. I'm a reserve judgment. It's true. Also, it's just a movie I'm not Same. interested in seeing. I'm, I'm much more excited for... Uh... God, what's the other one that's coming out this year? The one that Sam Mendes is doing. War? Oh, um... It's like 1922 it. or I can't. something. Oh. And it's like... Yeah. Uh, just a bunch do, of long do. takes, which I'm really excited. Yeah, I don't know. 1902? It doesn't matter. No. We can talk about it when it comes out. Google. All right. So yeah, those are some reviews. Uh, <laughs> that was some stuff. <laughs> some some stuff. Here's some more stuff. I have been. <laughs> those were things. 1917. Right. 1917. Here's some more stuff. I have been replaying until dawn, and it's awesome. Ooh. And you should play until dawn because it's awesome. And I have been, as I mentioned earlier, I rewatched Booksmart today. It's on Hulu. If you haven't seen Booksmart, it is one of the great comedies of this year. And very, 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 very much worth your time. Those are the two things I wanted to throw out there. Riley. Um, I have been slowly reworking my way through the Avatar The Last Airbender series because I have all of the DVDs. Um, so I watch mm. it when I can. Um, mm. And definitely, I'm sure how many people have already seen it but jason is someone who i know has not seen it at nope. least in its entirety so if or you're at all if yeah Steve, there you go <laughs> couldn't remember which one i knew it was one of them you should watch it it's super awesome mm. one of the best american cartoons that's ever been made ever and you will definitely find yourself identifying with what kind of bender you can be so yeah that's really all i've been doing lately and working well you're not Caitlin. <laughs> Donnie. <laughs> we got. Yes, me. Donnie. You're also not Caitlin. That would be me. What do you got? <laughs> so, uh, I decided to pull the trigger oh. on my Disney Plus seven days trial. I know. I'm sorry. Um, what? You thought I watched Source Code? Because I, I didn't. <laughs> I know. Just letting you know. Anyway, what I'd recommend is sign up for seven-day free trial for Disney Plus and watch 
Well, at this point, you could watch three episodes of The Mandalorian and uh, hear the good word of our Baby Lord Yoda. and Savior, Baby Yoda. <laughs> Which I'm sure you've probably seen enough of online. If you're online at all, you have seen a picture of Baby Yoda, who is not actually Yoda as a baby. He is just a baby yeah, that, that of Yoda's species. That was what my species. brother was trying to explain to my but mom the other day, that... she wasn't grasping the concept. Mm-hmm. It takes place five years after Return of the Jedi, so obviously that is not even it's not logistically possible. But the baby is fifty years old. <laughs> He's an old man baby. He's an old man baby. There's already a petition to get people when he finally does speak in the show oh. to have Danny. <laughs> where can I sign that? Anywho. And then yeah. where can I make a bunch of fake accounts to sign that too? <laughs> yes. Oh. Uh I mean you can go ahead. There's I, the fervor is already at the it. peak. It's at the boiling point. But but also uh, the Mandalorian, who you do not see his face, but he's played by pa- uh, Pedro Pascal. Uh, he is he's pretty good. Um, also, Nick Nolte is in it, <laughs> and Werner Herzog as his you know nihilistic uh, you know horrors of man self right. is in it as well, which makes for very good crew, and also it's just like, but it's. It's not really like it's a weird tone. I don't think they've found like the tone of the show within two episodes. Um, I think I'd have to see more or, or get through because mm-hmm. it's eight episodes that they're going through and they're releasing them weekly um, to see kind of like uh, what comes of the of the first season because right now it's just kind of like oh this bounty hunter is. You know, he's out, you know, retrieving something and doing something, and he's having, like, fun little misadventures. Um, but it's nothing like, there's no real through line. They're hinting at a through line, but it's not there yet. So I'm going to reserve judgment, other than Baby Yoda, which is just 100%. <laughs> um, I do just quickly want to throw out one more thing um, that I totally forgot about, but uh, 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 speaking of Caitlin, we have been watching Twin Peaks. It's my turn to pick the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> um and I've every time I start watching that show, I forget how gloriously fucking weird and awesome it is. So if you have never seen Twin Peaks, it is on Netflix and very much worth your time because it is a weird fucking show. I mean, the oh, it's all it's it's all on there. Yeah, that's because that's so, Showtime. It isn't okay. Showtime anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Which is, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a Showtime free trial, oh, if you have you Hulu, it's on there. So if you want to try to binge yeah, the, the Return as fast as possible, don't know who, if that would uh, be a good idea. A fan of the Return, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you will go insane. <laughs> Just don't do it. Just don't. Hmm. It's like, yeah, it's a good way yes. to like mentally commit suicide. And just being, you're gonna go into a mental coma. I mean, for my, sure. my favorite thing to uh, point that. out to people is that they were because David Bowie passed away, so they replace his character with a giant talking teapot, <laughs> and the story doesn't make any less sense <laughs> than it already did. So uh, just just bear that in mind. It's awesome. Are you okay, Riley? I just <laughs> you look very just... upset. <laughs> the fact that you're like it doesn't make any less sense. It's fine. I'm like. 
perfect. It's a weird show, and it's mm-hmm. great. The Return? Is that what we're still talking about? I mean, all of Twin Peaks is mm. just fucking weird. And also, no. if I could throw out one more recommendation. If you ever want to just, like, be delighted by uh, David Lynch, he, for a long time, like, had a YouTube channel where every single day <laughs> he would just report the weather where he was. Which was, like, I, I've seen various clips lately and uh, that just, like, cropped up. And I'm like, wow, like this man is just pleasant. One, He's just one, one of, of the my best favorite, of us. One of my favorite memes ever is uh, is one of an interview with David Lynch where he says that his most spiritual film is Eraserhead. And the interviewer is like, uh, please, yeah, please explain that more. And he says, no. Explain yourself. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, he's so. And and by the way, so uh, he is a, a main cast member in Twin Peaks, especially in the Return. He's in the Return mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> he's he's in the Return more than uh, Agent Cooper is. <laughs> Sadly, he is not playing the character up. of uh, David Lynch because that would be playing that, himself. That would be some Ideo Kojima shit, mm-hmm. um, or Stephen King. Yeah. Um, no. Anyway, yeah. uh, thank you so much for listening to this show. Uh, we've gotten a couple requests to do some other movies that we're going to try to work in uh, for next week. Mm. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you have a movie that you'd love to hear us bitch about or talk about um, or gush about, then please get at us either on the Twitter, which is where you can reach Donnie. That's also where you should send all your Star Wars related complaints. Uh, you can also get at us on the I'm Instagram, ready for it. which uh, has traded hands and is now being run by Riley. Um, I can't promise anything good, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm I've really cheesy, so I hope you're ready for it. She's been running it for all of, what, like three hours? Yep. All right, right on. Um, so far, I'm 0 for 1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I uh, wow. I run the Facebook page, which is where I post the most shit. Or we post the most shit. Um, you can also follow me on the Twitter and at Jason Ranks Stuff. Um, you can also follow me on Letterboxd at J Danger Zone. And you can follow Donnie on his uh, oddly spelt Twitter. And he's not going to elaborate on that. So, good luck finding okay. him. No, <laughs> I'm gonna pull a David Lynch on you. Be like, please give us your your no, handle. Find no. it. Yep. I'm. You are. It will be very easy to find <laughs> if you go to the outer frame. You will not be able to find me until you subscribe yes. to the outer frame. It's like a mystery, but only one step. Thank you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> And now another quick mystery. Uh, <laughs> it's like a Rick and Morty. It's like a mystery right, unless you uh, don't want it to be a mystery. Thank you so much, Doctor Tub Thumper, for doing our music. Thank you so much to uh, Prowl Express and Alexander for doing our arts. And thank you so much to Caitlin Industries, which is me, for editing the show. I apologize once again for my voice because I am still recovering from yelling too loudly. <laughs> uh. Thank you so much for listening. 
Uh, Hail Satan and watch movies. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.